0: Christians, we're pretty used to being asked to be countercultural, right? To push against the way things are in the world and the culture around us. But this time of year, it's just a little harder to be that way because it's not Christmas yet, really. And it's it's Advent. And as it turns out, people don't actually like to wait until December 24th to celebrate Christmas. Right? They started already. How many of you have a Christmas tree up in your house right now? Yeah, there's no shame. That's, That's the way it is. At the first service, Katie asked, what's exciting about this time of year? And a kid just screamed out, decorations, so excited. And he said it like three more times in the morning too. Decorations! Right? No one says, happy Advent. No one says, you know, hold off on your Christmas cheer until Christmas Day. So we we kind of use this season of Advent like extended Christmas. And there's no shame in that, but it is what it is. And let's be real, Christmas is way more fun than Advent. Everyone knows the party is better than the aftermath, right? Or even better than the preparation. And yet, here we are, on this first Sunday in Advent... And the text in front of us feels way more like the end of the party instead of the beginning. And that's hard. Most of us are full in on the joy and good cheer of the season. I mean, we got a little snow that helps. And those of us who like to obey that hard and fast rule of waiting on any decorations of any kind until Thanksgiving is finished have finally lifted their bans on Christmas music and decorations. So it's kind of hard to put it all back in the box, right? And say, you got to wait just a couple more weeks, everybody. It's not Christmas yet. Especially when, let's be real, the world is already just full in. We can't ignore this gospel is not all that cheerful. It's not full of a lot of good tidings of great cheer, right? And we're moving into a new church year, which means... For this year in the church, we start a new gospel, and this year it's the gospel of Luke. So often as we do at the beginning of a new church year, I encourage you to take time and at some point this year read the entire gospel of Luke. Now full disclosure, it's the longest one, but it is also considered to be the most meticulous and detailed, which many scholars credit to Luke's author being most likely a physician. Luke's gospel is also the only one not written for a specific Jewish audience, and therefore it reflects in a different way the promises um, that God makes on behalf of the world. Uh, New Testament scholar, Professor Matthew Skinner, says Luke is the gospel of liberation. And he says salvation manifests itself through Jesus in local ways in this gospel, One scene at a time, one meal at a time, one interaction at a time. Luke's Gospel reminds us today and continually over the next year that how God works in the world is shown clearly through the ministry and teachings of Jesus. So I finally sat down, excited to preach the first Sunday at Badman, ready to get into the text, and I was ready for that anticipatory joy, like, yes, it's finally here, we get to celebrate, and heard, on earth there will be distress among nations, people will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. And I was like, okay, okay then. And yet, as I read these words on Monday and again throughout the week and again this morning, I felt these words deep in my heart. Jesus is, of course, speaking of a time that has happened already, but it feels so current and so relevant, right? I was even at a meeting this week where people in the meeting, one of them said, well, we're Christians, so as people of faith, we don't operate out of fear, but out of hope. And I was like, Oh, do we? I mean, it's a nice thought. It's a really nice thought. But also, have you read the news lately? It doesn't feel so joyful or hopeful sometimes. Eugene Peterson's paraphrase Bible, The Message, says the same set of verses I read already this way. It will seem like all hell has broken loose. Sun, moon, stars, earth, sea in an uproar, and everyone all over the world in a panic. The wind knocked out of them by the threat of doom, and the powers that be quaking. Feels about, about right, right? Despite this text, despite the happy joy, joy of Christmas, it is Advent, the season of preparation. But one of the reasons I love this season is not for the happy joy or the thing that is coming. It's because Advent is about holding tension. Not pretending the dark stuff is not there. And lately I have been all about not pretending. No more sugarcoating or ignoring the reality of the way things are. So I love this season. It's this strange middle place between expectation and realization. It's the almost here and not quite yet. And instead of this instant joy of Christmas, Advent makes clear the reason why we need this new way that is coming. Things are hard. Life is hard. It feels dark and sad and painful And this isn't a passing thing, but the kind of darkness that feels like it doesn't quit, right? A friend of mine this week said, Advent feels like depression. It's not like a cold where you kind of feel bad, but you get better. Or even like a pregnancy, which we often use during this month as a good image of waiting for the birth of Jesus. But there's an end date there, right? Advent is for people who wait in darkness who understand darkness. Who understand a darkness that feels like there is no end date. It will seem like all hell has broken loose. Sun, moon, stars, earth, sea in an uproar. And everyone all over the world in a panic. The wind knocked out of them by the threat of doom. When we feel these ways, when we feel like the darkness feels like it's winning, like our sadness or our guilt or shame or addictions or feelings of inadequacy are taking over when it feels like the world is falling apart around us, what do we do? It feels right in these moments to run away or to hide or to put our head down and just power through, to fake it through the parties and the Christmas cheer and all the gatherings and pretend like everything is okay, I'm fine, I'm fine. Advent is a season for people who wait in darkness but long for the light. And Jesus says, stand up, don't hide, raise your head. Your redemption is drawing near. Now that word there, redemption, it, it means deliverance. It's a word of liberation and freedom, right? Luke is the gospel of liberation. That is what is coming. Advent is not just a season of preparing, but one where we can be honest about the dark. It's one where we can notice all the ways the world seems to be falling apart, and then we lift our heads, we stand up and say, look you are about to be liberated that is a promise and just in case you know those gathered around him didn't quite get what he was saying which happens all the time jesus then tells a parable he says look at the fig tree in fact look at any tree really when it begins to sprout leaves you know summer is near it's not just that summer is near right it's that Winter's almost over. And we get this here, (laughs) right? We're at the very start of winter, and so this feels like really far away at this point. But when spring comes near, we know. When those first buds appear on the magnolia tree in my neighborhood, it feels like heaven itself, because you know they don't open until winter is over. Sprouts are signs that something is coming. Something new. And Jesus says, yeah, some of this darkness is the same as sprouting trees. God is near. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not. I've promised you, redemption is near. Everything else can be falling apart, but I will prevail. I will not fail. My words will not fail, he says. My promise will not fail. Today we lit the candle of hope. We light this one candle just to push back a little bit of the darkness. To remind us that the feelings we feel of foreboding and sadness are valid and real, but they are not the end. There is liberation coming. God will not forget you. We light the candle of hope. What a word to begin a new church year. To hold intention with this text that reflects our broken world. Hope is more than a feeling or a thing we either have or don't have. It's literally defined as the expectation of good. Yes, things feel bad, but it won't stay this way. Do not fear. Do not give up. Stand up. Raise your head. Your redemption is drawing near. German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote some reflections and thoughts on Advent while he was sitting in his Nazi prison cell during World War II. They became this lovely book about Advent called God is in the Manger. He wrote a letter to his best friend, Eberhard Bethke, as the holidays approached in 1943. He said, life in a prison cell may well be compared to Advent. One waits and hopes and does this, that, and the other, things that are really of no consequence, but the door is shut and it can only be opened from the outside. One of the texts he wrote about and reflected on was this very text from Luke's gospel that we have in front of us today. He was sitting in a prison cell where he would eventually be executed and he read, there will be distress among the nations, there will be fear and foreboding, and he too read the words, your redemption is drawing near from a prison cell. He heard those words, he read those words, and then he wrote the following. Are we going to let our redemption come or are we going to resist it? Are we going to join this movement that comes down from heaven to earth or are we going to close ourselves off? Look up. You whose gaze is fixed on the earth, who are spellbound by the little events and changes on the face of the earth, look up. Look up to these words, you who have turned away from being disappointed. Look up, you whose eyes are heavy with tears and who are heavy and who are crying over the fact that the earth has gracelessly torn us away. Look up, you who are burdened with guilt, who feel you cannot lift your eyes. Look up. Your redemption is drawing near. Something different from what you see daily will happen. Just be aware. Be watchful. Wait just another short moment. Wait and something quite new will break over you. God will come. God will come. That is hope. Look up. See this one candle, this one defiant bit of light in the darkness. Look up. See this table set before you. Look up. Even when you are unsure and struggling and fearful and sad, look up this Advent. Your redemption, your freedom, your liberation, your God is drawing near.